right. Um, so this month's book is Amity and Prosperity by Eliza Griswold. Um, it is about um, fracking and um, it's based in southwestern Pennsylvania, which is where the majority of us grew up. Um, so um, and it's about it follows a family, um, Stacy Haney and her two children and um, and some of their neighbors um, just through their journey with um, all of the things that can come along with fracking. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I forgot to bring up our Google sheet Is to track our computer. It's to, on, it's in. It's too late. Okay. To track our ratings. our ratings. So I'll let you um, go first, Allison. Uh, what did you get this book? Um, I think I give it about an eight out of 10. Um, I really, I, I was mostly mad throughout it, but, um, but I, I liked it. It was a good book, I thought, um, and I, I liked the, like, like, investigative sort of, like, like, um, nonfiction sorts of books a lot, um, especially if it's about something that I wanted to learn about, and I wanted to learn more about that, so, yeah, I liked it, and hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do next. Um, yeah, I'd say probably an eight and a half out of ten. I also like I like the kind of investigative expose kind of style of it. And uh, even though the content made me really mad, there was uh, just like I think it was pretty well well written for like what it was. Cool. Uh, I say that I, I'm at a uh, 3.75 out of five. I really, I thought it was really interesting um, to read in general, mostly because it's like you read it and for me, it's just like, oh my gosh, they're mentioning things that I know. And so that was really cool uh, for me to like to kind of see all that. And then um, like brought it closer to home. Yeah, yeah, too. it brings it really close to home, which you know gets you a lot more invested um, too. So I really enjoyed the style of writing too. Like everybody else has said, to me it, it read like when I when I was um, kind of listening to the narr narration in my head um, while I was reading it, I was almost like it felt like an NPR piece, like you know, like be like a This American Life or something like that um so i that's so i just like kind of the overall tone and, and vibe of, of the book so i really like that. that's a great description i didn't think about it that fits for sure <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go five and it's funny that matt like started reading the book before me and he said exactly that like it feels like this american life and i love this american life so i was like oh okay yeah totally um but I really liked to learn more. I feel sad to say that like, I wasn't surprised by some of the stuff that I was reading. So it was kind of just like, yeah, mm -hmm, that's right. <laughs> um, but it was like an, an interesting story and kind of ended the way that I was expecting it to, but also was like 
bummed with the way it ended. But mm-hmm. overall, I enjoyed reading it. Sure, you want to go next? No. No, do you want me to go first? Okay. Um, I will I will give this a, a two out of five. Ooh. And we'll go into it as, in super detail yet. I think that what we've been talking about with the style of the book, I don't think it fully fits the substance of what the story was going for. And I think that kind of made me, I don't even know if not enjoy it as much. It was more that I think the, the way she wrote it kind of compromises parts of what uh, I think could have been really good about the exploratory journalism side of it. The other thing too I'm missing is I am one of the two avatars on this uh, on this talk. So I do know what things were. I mean, I, I know that you guys all went to Trinity and I think it's mentioned like a million times in this, but I didn't get any of the, the fun, like, um, oh, I know where this place is or I grew up around here. So that mm-hmm. kind of novelty wasn't there, but. Um, I'm gonna give it a 2.5. Oh. I know. I was teetering between two and 2.5. But I was excited for this book because I wanted to learn more about the subject. And I kind of wish there was actually more detail about fracking in general, not just the family. The family kind of annoyed me. Um, And I don't usually read these kinds of books. So I think it was great that we did do something like this and I'm excited for the discussion. Um, however, it felt like I was reading a dissertation. So I felt like I was going back to like grad school or something and she has a thesis statement and then she's pulling all of these, these random stories to prove her point. And I think I wanted more of a whole news article because that's what it started as rather than uh, it felt very biased and I am on the side that she was biased towards, but I don't know. I felt like I wanted more of the opposition in it. Good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 2.5. Um, <laughs> I am the other person that has no relation to this part of the state or this state in general. Um, I just visited Pennsylvania for the first time like a few months ago, so I have like no real relation. Um, also, side note, I just got Kaylee to listen to, when we were on our way back from Pittsburgh, got her to listen to This American Life for the first time, so. <laughs> I don't think I have, no. Sorry. It's amazing. No. She, she, <laughs> she listened to one episode, she's like, I don't know, I'm like, it's, it's interesting, just say you gotta, gotta give it more than one, but. Episode was like on killers. Though. Oh, they took the psychopath test. Yeah. Oh, I loved that one. I thought that was so interesting. Anyway, <laughs> she she picks the weirdest one and then goes, I don't like. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I like the story that's being told. I've always found the the fracking stuff very interesting. Um, and obviously, I think I agree with Sarah. It's like I'm on the side that she biased towards. Obviously, I think it's terrible in the grand scheme of things, but. Um, it's also one of those stories where it's kind of like, I was like, I wish it could be a little more exciting. And then I realized it's kind of real. So I just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you can only do so much with nonfiction, but um, I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll say three out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I left such a long pause, like, mm-hmm. um, three out of five. But this is because it is relatable it's kind of like a bias thing then 
but I had trouble because I think that like your brain is just like if you're you are from here just every second you're like oh just thinking of your own self like I was thinking of my own self and a lot of the like the timeline parts like if it was like Mm -hmm. this is happening in 2011 I was like oh my gosh I was doing this like at that month then like I just couldn't pull myself out of that um but I think was it Sarah that said the family was like kind of boring Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, I do like I agree I don't know like you picture this person like the person from from like someone you've seen in Walmart or something like you're like I know that person and I think like it, it just was hard to be like invested but at the same time it was like it's very sad so then you feel kind of bad because you're like you live right on it mm-hmm. and it's like you don't I don't know, like, why, why aren't, hey, don't rush me, <laughs> I was like, why aren't you, like, why aren't I some kind of water sampler scientist, you know, like, you would think you would have a little more investment in life to, like, help these mm-hmm. kind of things, yeah, like, it's hard to get into that, I applied to microback, oh, yeah, yeah, is it, well, yeah. there's one other thing, oh, yeah, but the reason I also gave the a pretty good rating I think that's a good rating because I do like how she wrote she she you could tell she's like a poet too and then I, when I looked up the author she is like a journalist poet lady and has like awards in that too so I was like yeah you can tell I like that kind of description eloquent yeah that's cool okay it was oh. <laughs> and that's all um I'm gonna rate it uh four out of five i liked it um yeah i guess i'll get into more why during the discussion i would give it a seven out of ten and i'll give it i was when i was first reading it i was thinking six but then i bumped it to seven at the end and then my reflection today as i was thinking about it um so to be TV, it's coming soon, I guess. Then the discussion will unfurl. <laughs> so seven. All right. Awesome. Well, Allison, do you have any any thought starters, as the consultants like to say? Uh, I do have a question. Spencer and um, Kaylee, did you guys grow up in Amity? Was were you actually in Amity? We grew up in. Our road okay. like on one side was North Franklin Township, on the other side is Amwell Township. Mm-hmm. It was just like what? No, you're on the other side. Gotcha. We were right there. Um, but it's interesting because Kaylee and I, like we did go to Trinity South, so we went to the same elementary school as her family. Um, a lot of our classmates like were in Amity and Lone Pine, but I was telling M. That's why it was weird because I was like, I know this kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was telling M that I started riding bikes on the road when I was in the eighth grade, which would have been the summer of like 2013 or and then 14. So I remember. I'm not no, 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 no
2003 to 2004. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You were a I remember, like, and one time, like, the trucks coming in, and I remember them, like, you know, they're saying hilltopping, where they're, like, take the hills down. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember watching that and thinking, what is going on? Because this used to be a cornfield last summer, and then the next summer, it was, like, a refinery, and then the next summer, then, like, the trucks, and and one time I went, actually, I went on a pretty longer bike ride with your dad, Matt. And he was like um, complaining about the potholes and the trucks. And I had noticed that too over time. And I, I just, it didn't like, I didn't put it together what was happening. But like, yeah, like it makes sense. But anyway, the actual map that it gives, like the road that they live on was like on my like route of my bike ride you know so like like, i'm sure you saw a lot like just like just driving my like local jobs or whatever like i would always get caught in those caravan things trucks that just don't give an f and they would (laughs) they'd be going like 80 on a road that's supposed to be like 25 and like i don't know it is this book was kind of sad because everything you're like yep yep was it in town or bigger street bigger station road just both both yeah i mean i've been on both Both, yeah but yeah um but kaylee and i our house on braddock was three or four miles away from her house okay yeah we were wondering how close you guys ended up actually being to all this because like it's it's further Um, south than washington proper like the the actual like yeah downtown but i didn't know how close it was I tried to get mom to come on because she's got all kinds of comments, but she was apprehensive because she didn't read the book yet. But <laughs> special she, guest is welcome. Well, they went, they came, they offered mom and dad royalties. Yeah, and they took it. Oh, wow. That's one thing, too, we didn't mention. Like, our neighbors, like, this kind of talk was always happening because range resources would show up and be like, we need to talk to you and talk to your parents or like, People in the neighborhood got rich. <laughs> Which was weir- it was weird because it just depended on, on what was in the yard. Yeah. And they, they were like, you guys got nothing. So well, I think dad, I think probably for the dad best. Say, didn't dad say that it was like like one month they got like $30? Another month it was it was never like it was never more than like a hundred. I could be making that up, but they did talk to like, but I guess Kaylee and I would have been like going into high school so you know we it just it's so yeah. weird that we were like this we're just just out of touch of like knowing it very intimately hmm. and if you do go to our road now across the like the neighbor across the street a little bit over they did come into a lot of money and bought or not bought but built a brand new house, house right in front of their old house yeah yeah i remember that seeing that weird so was it because of fracking that they got that money? Or? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's like a little yeah. mansion. I do remember seeing it and I was like, this house doesn't fit with the rest of what's going on on this street. And that makes Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they're probably all going to die, though, at some point from poison water. We all will. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think I, I drank some Pittsburgh water. I'm probably not along for this one. <laughs> they have city water that way. 
What do you guys think about the title and um, like the fracturing of America and using the words Amity and Prosperity, both as like the town and like the meanings of Amity and Prosperity um, and just like all that connection there? Good question. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I'll come out right now and say that whenever, whenever I saw the book, Amity and Prosperity, I said, oh, going down air amity and prosperity like down air, <laughs> like i was like as a joke and then i read the back and i was like oh we oh we're like going, really we are going there and we're so, like this is the most literal title ever and it's like oh wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought the same thing i was like i was like like the actual i know these places the locations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh so that was that was really really cool and then as as you as you think about it it, it is kind of a, a pretty wild and it is prosperity that really kind of didn't turn out so prosperous from from the mines uh leaving and so it's like that kind of um i guess uh paradox in the name um makes it a little bit like interesting to think about there and uh, i will be completely honest i don't know what amity means it's like friendship it's like a friendship it's like says it it's like part of the pennsylvania constitution or something mm-hmm. like the commonwealth the william penn like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah i forgot about that part hmm? well, that whole history lesson they talk about the the one that begins like the first First chapter. There was, was one in end. the middle too. That was, like was about the, the one about George Washington. Anyway, I'll say I thought the uh, title was perfect because if Amity is supposed to be like everyone together as one, and then like everyone got rich except her, and then by the end of the book, everyone like freaking hated her, and like even the one guy from the competitor fracking place was like, eh, like. I don't really believe that it was that anymore. So like, it was weird that she was like from Amity, but then everyone was so mean or um, really not understanding about it. So the fracturing, so like mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. I wonder if she came up with the title on the first day. She got this. <laughs> day one. <laughs> that was her thesis statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like the promise of shared riches between like corporations and the people that they're like extracting minerals from. And like I like how she brought up in like the postscript about how that same that same thing happens all across the world too. Like the poorest people in the world are the ones that live closest to the resources that everyone wants. And it's like you think that by being there that you're gonna somehow share in that, but you don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like it, it was shared with some people, though. The, the problem with the nature of it, it's, it's just not evenly distributed, right? Like, you know, if you're if you if you don't have anything on your land, yeah, you get like 30 bucks once in a while. But like some people did did get completely fairly compensated through the process. Right. So that's the problem. I think one of the issues I, I kind of wish that they did a little bit more of. I think it's the it's the fracturing of America subtitle that I, I kind of wish they delivered a little bit more on because she didn't really get that much of a perspective of the other people in the area that this might have worked out for right like there was the one chapter i think it was like even called doubters that like talked about some of the other people in town who were kind of like down on um uh the kind of the main people in the book 
but I, I feel like it could have done more to get a better picture of like uh, the, the kind of hole that was happening in the town, I, but it, it really hyper-focused on the families. And that's a story she wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. That's completely fine. But I think that part kind of misses Right. Them. I'd agree with that, Brendan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would it's have been like, great to have explored it more. It's I almost like as though that were like outside the scope. Mm -hmm. But it would have it would have illuminated the the gap, right? Of like, you know, why there was a like why that she kind of had that that um, kind of look down upon attitude that everybody else has. I think that would. I feel happened. like since she mentioned like the other side, like the people that were getting rich, she had like a caveat with it. Like the one guy who was dumping everything and then was indicted. And then she's like, but then his daughter committed suicide. And like, I felt like she was trying to say like, put a negative connotation towards fracking with that, but like it didn't fit. There, and there are know, some spots, like if you read closely, you can really kind of feel the editorializing in it. That it, it like I could notice it in a few places and it put me off a little bit. That was one of them. I don't know if we want to talk about other stuff ahead of time, but um, yeah, that 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 part was kind of odd. Um, but I I do want to ask overall just for the uh, just for the locals in in the in the call. How how close do you think she got to like capturing that area in her prose and stuff like that? Because uh, I couldn't really tell, having not really been around there or like visited there that often. That's a couple times that you spent like. How much of it did she, you think she really got right? Or did you see it as like someone from like a big city like New York always lived up in this kind of elite area coming down to our neck of the woods and like kind of getting the missing certain things or like seeing things a certain lens that you wouldn't interpret being locally? Like how did that feel for you guys? Mm -hmm. I think that she really hyper-focused on the Whiskey Rebellion and like- There's I a lot think that's of that Whiskey Rebellion. You know, yeah. And I, I like that history I was stuff wondering, too. That was a lot on they go through all of it yeah. too yeah, yeah I, like, don't, I, I don't mean, know if that's like a cool. community <laughs> event that we miss out on Kay but <laughs> I, like, I've been to wait, it wait. I've you been seriously to it. don't know about the I was gonna like, say isn't no, it like I know about it no. but it it wasn't like we weren't the Kilpatrick's weren't like we oh my know. god like 90 days till the whiskey rebellion you know Ooh. what I mean like <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, like it's like an event that I would go to, like sometimes. They they would have a five k that that my uh, my oh, dad okay. and I would run every so often. My grandfather always ran, so it's like that's when I think about the Whiskey Rebellion. I think about that five k. So but that's it. But, but that's it. Wasn't it. Like it's not like in your soul. No, right. but it's all. I also yeah. I also laugh about it, thinking about <laughs> that's the kind of people that we that that the locals were who are like <laughs> wanted to rise against the government <laughs> like that was just starting out it's just kind of hilarious it's like yeah. how dare you <laughs> we're so like i was like that kind of fits i understand i, I think i can see that <laughs> so i i don't remember exactly if she goes over it in detail in the book but one of the reasons that was such a big deal back then sit around kids for your history lesson everyone so they put on my like you know raccoon skin hat and everything um the uh so the, one of the reasons it was a big deal is because uh, back in, during the Articles of Confederation, there were still individual state currencies, right? So if you're like a trader in Philadelphia and you have to take your covered wagon all the way over across to like Ohio or West Virginia to like, you know, trade and you have to exchange your currency at the border or something like that, it's actually more economical for you to bring whiskey 
and sell that on the other side of the border. And people, farmers would maybe take their crops, but it would probably spoil by the time it got there. So it was almost like a form of interstate currency for a little while. So having to regulate that kind of stuff ended up being a really big deal, both to the farmers and to the government um, when we were kind of first establishing the federal government at that time. So that's one of the reasons it's such a big deal. I mean, I get that it's, Thanks, a, that, yeah, that was, thank, thank you. you. I just, <laughs> thank you. my day to day life. Hillbilly's all mad about their, their booze, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, but in general, like, I do feel that I feel like the portrayal of, um, like, Amity and the family and stuff like that, I think that it was accurate for many people that would go to the fair. If I that... didn't know there was a fair in Washington. <laughs> I never thought about it. I know, I know, that's pretty big. That's really fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really focused on that, the appropriate amount. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I guess what you do is. Yeah, like, they animals, made sense. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. focused on asking a lot of people a lot of stuff. But I was like, she really drilled it down to, you know, how she said, like, the, the upper and the lower part, like, the, mm-hmm. that carnival mm-hmm. area where you, like, eh, don't want to go down there. And then up on the top, you have all those people that spend all that time with the. With the farming stuff like the ag life whatever mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i did the bunny master mm-hmm. literally got like eight thousand ribbons <laughs> shout out to mike Fay. <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> that's, that's him i'm sure he's a, a um uh, yeah like the i don't know i thought it was just it was just accurate but i didn't that's what one thing i was wondering for everyone else like if that was like if that like made sense like you talking about the fair? I missed the beginning. Yeah, you can just really picture it so vividly in your mind because yeah. we've seen it, but I don't know. I remember mm-hmm. it opens with the 2010 fair, and I, I, I like looked at Emily. I was like, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was there at the fair. So, but yeah, so it was like for Washington, it's huge. The fair is huge. It's a big deal. Yeah. But the one thing that I, I think Laura and I both think is like I. While yes, it is a problem in the area, like the way she painted the opioid oh, yeah. picture was, like was offended almost. Was like almost she... overblown. Like no, <laughs> overblown yeah. was the right word, but it like she talked about it in every chapter. Yeah. Uh, um... I don't know. It it bothered me how much she talked about it. I think maybe I was like offended because it made it seem like. Oh, where Washington is just like that's the right. only thing like we stuck and it's only like mm-hmm. I know it's like the worst mm-hmm. way to put it but and I believe me like I know it's it, it made a, issue, it made but, Washington a scarier place than it actually yes was. Yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. heard that's what I was wondering too I heard people like at Pitt talk about Washington like that like yeah so it wasn't like that and also my because mom worked in community mental health at the time and it was like her stories yeah like Washington because and it, it was a direct like when the oil and gas came in like it's like it, it was huge they did bring all that like that part I had no trouble I don't doubt that there's a problem but I, I guess it was just like a I know yeah. people that have overdosed on opioids and I'm not even from that area. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. There there were a couple years, like a couple years ago, 
um, there were like a couple years in a row that at least a few people that I knew died every year because of opioid like overdoses. And I know that like probably everybody else too, but um, I feel like whenever I was doing home health nursing, I just like, and, and I had no longer lived in Washington. Um, I would go like, I would go to like specifically Amity um, on the weekends and like West end of Washington sometimes and like things like that, like places that I don't typically go. And um, it's just really fucking depressing. <laughs> like it's just yeah, really depressing. She, said, she kept saying Washington County. And I was like, and I remember, like, I don't know, maybe my one friend in high school would, um, like, his dad was like, I need you to help with like this extra side job. And it was like to go to these houses that ended up being condemned because people died in there. And he would have to clean up all the, like, just, it was like poor clothes, like, just like clean up all the stuff and put it in a dumpster. But then he had to quit doing it because he kept running into all these needles. And it's like, mm like 17 18 years old just like mm. grabbing these needles with your hands like it was yeah. crazy I, well I think part of this like what you guys are talking about especially with Lauren like I think part of the issue is that because this is so focused on the individual characters that for any of them I don't and maybe I skipped over it but there was no like personal opioid overdose connection to a lot of them that I could tell like no one right in their family had like overdosed and that's why they brought it up I feel like the author wanting to tie this into kind of like the greater story of rural Appalachia area where that is bad and worse in different patches, especially Virginia. I feel like she felt like she had to tie that narrative in where she could, because I I will say, I will say that like, cause like, I feel like one of the other reasons why we like, I think if you were to ask someone from Washington that like, like there is a distinct difference from people from the city of Washington or like the closer you are to the city of Washington, like something like somewhere like Amity or Lone Pine or whatever to them, it's like a different, like a different like County. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, that's yeah. not Washington. It's like, well, like, like it's in the County, like not to throw you under the bus. Like it's not, but it's like, there is that sort of disconnect. Cause when she was describing in the book, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't move to Washington. That's where the rich people are. Like there was such a, like a, um, what am I saying? Like a classism. Yeah. Yeah, there's a line. that Maybe there was more really separation cool. than I realized. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like I think, I think about, I, I used to, used to date Steve Baker who lived down in Amity and, you and I would, but he lived, he lived on Amity Ridge Road. And like, whenever I learned how to drive, I was just driving around Amity all the time. And so like, I would go down there and, um, and like, I didn't realize like how I was like, yeah, that's like 10 minutes or like 15 minutes, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But like, I guess a lot of the people didn't really leave their spots oh. that much you know and i don't know i just didn't think it was that far away but i guess it is for some people i had no mm-hmm. idea about any of this about washington or even that there was cracking in washington honestly yeah. like i always thought about it 
like up by Allegheny. It was a big deal and like the students mm-hmm. got involved and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I always thought of it like more north and sure. but even, even if so, you went to Trinity, no one talked about fracking like at school or anything. Like you just saw it. Like you didn't mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't like that's what I mean. Like you, you feel like you feel bad when you read it like I should have like you, you're like on the front line, I guess. But that's like no one said anything like you would think like if teachers were more invested we would be like looking at it that's why i enjoyed the beginning of the book where she talks about the um the unfolding history of extraction um economy like in washington and how like it was the coal before that and before that you know like oil first whatever you know like so I think, like, I agree with Kaylee, like, I guess, like, people, I remember, like, the fractivists, you know, like, especially, like, I would say in high school, I was more right-leaning, so it's, like, I remember hearing about people, like, opposing fracking and thinking, like, why, like, they're gonna do it, you know what I mean, that that was the, like, the culture of Trinity, for sure, in Washington, what's it? Well, because I think, I think what we heard is 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 it was the good side of the money coming into our community the narrative coming in Mm -hmm. which i which i think is why she brought up like the opioid thing to paint like oh okay like yeah money but this is also happening even though like none of the main characters were like Mm -hmm. sure affected who was the the waynesburg guy the waynesburg mayor or whatever mayor was like and he mentioned like prostitution too like he yeah couple chapters but mm-hmm. that's what i think of cranberry prostitution drugs oh yeah well you know it's oh. highway access yeah that'll be there yeah it makes sense oh. i guess yeah it's like and washington is like such an intersection of like 70 and 79 like those big yeah, it's, like, it's a crossroads yeah, yeah. It's interstate yeah. um one thing i wanted to bring up also was like what do you guys think about the EPA's um, like lack of action? Not surprised at what all. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> oh no, lack of action. I mean, they closed the pond. I mean, they do. I mean, you miss it if it's it's a one sentence in chapter thirty-two where they order the uh, Viegar and like several other places closed. Like, it's. <laughs> I felt like it was hard yeah, for me to years. buy. Yeah, it took too sure, long. Yeah, right. I, I understand that, but I feel it's hard for me to buy that like there is this vast conspiracy between regulators, chemical testing companies, uh, individuals who were local in the town, uh, range resources, all these people. When eventually the Department of uh, Energy, not Department of Energy, the Environmental Protection for PA did eventually close it and admitted, yeah, they're, they're, or told range, yeah, that you are having spill over there. Well, that wouldn't have happened without all the extra legwork beforehand. Like that's the thing. I don't think they're looking out. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like they're looking out to on 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 the first place. Like, why did it have to get so bad to begin with? Is 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 a big question that I you know think sometimes. And I mean, like, part part of it is is that, and and this is one of the things. This my my biggest problem with the book, I would say, is that the way that the author kind of writes this almost like a novel. I, I was telling Sarah when we started reading this, I got kind of like it felt weird because there's all the descriptions and like prose and style of a novel, but there's no dialogue, right? Cause it's like not, she'll get quotes oh, yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. 
but there's just not dialogue. And I was just like, this feels like I'm, I'm being like told a novel story, but it's not, it's obviously like, like nonfiction, this is kind of a real thing. And I think some of her framing of it and, and the way it goes about can uh, obfuscate some of the facts, some of the journalism that actually, I think probably could have been more detailed and better spelled out. Like there are certain areas in it where they, they talk about things that happened and it's presented because it's very much from that family's perspective that it's like, well, obviously this must be because of fracking, this must be because of the spillover. And I'm not saying there definitely wasn't any kind of issue. Like there, there was legal settlement, settlement, all this happened, but I don't want to carry water for, uh, you know, massive energy companies in, in, in this particular sense. But I mean, there are some things where it's like their, you know, their goat dies and it's like, well, I wonder why. It's like, well, it's liver, which is a horse, or, the, or it's liver failed. And it's like, well, it could have been, it could have been a lot of things. And then they just move on to the next, next section. And then Sarah found that part where were, the lawyer was looking through the, um, what was it, the water stuff? With I don't the, know what you're talking about. Yeah, the sticky note for it. What was it? The, um, the reporting one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, during this break, we're going to thank uh, EPA for sponsoring this episode. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is I feel like this is going off topic of Allison's question. I know. I'm, I'm being that guy. I'm sorry. I think the worst part <laughs> really is well, Brendan. I don't agree with Brendan. But there was, um, whenever they were talking about the water testing and everything and how certain things were being left off. I think there were things that were left off, but they also go into like how it was just a less than sign. That's how lab tests are. Mm -hmm. um, and like, if it's below the lower limit, you shouldn't be putting what it is because it's like false positives. It's like, you can't repeat that or anything. So I found that annoying that she was like kind of attacking that. But then whenever they were getting into Kendra talking about how things were just actually left off. You need to put everything that you're testing for. Sure. Yeah. So I do believe there were issues with the regulation. And I, I think that's probably what the biggest win of all of this was. Like, I know there was a settlement and everything, but it was There's that regulations yeah. came on to fracking. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is clearly that even though I wouldn't, when that, the Supreme Court thing. I forget what year it actually happens in here, but obviously, like fracking still like has hasn't been completely destroyed by that NPA. So, yeah, they did seem to find a balance between like making sure people's private property is protected, things aren't polluting too close to it, but also still the industry can go. So, I, I again, I'm probably the odd man out here because I, I come into this between you know uh, either neutral or pro fracking compared to I think more people who would be. Uh, Decline the other way. No. So I, I just wanted to put it, I feel like it didn't, if, if I didn't come in with the preconceived notions like, well, everything here must be terrible and bad and corrupt, it didn't sell me on it completely the other way. But I'm, I'm free to admit my biases in this and I'll shut up now. No, dude, because I'm right there with you. And I, I, I believe that a, a natural, I think natural gas is a much better alternative than like coal and other like other energy sources that we could use so i'm definitely for that that need for natural gas and i think that fracking may have just been pushed too early too quickly before they realized the 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 problems that could happen with it so like 
had had they waited maybe another couple years and like refine the process, I don't think we would run into this issue. And that's the thing. Like I am, I think I think fracking, if done well, or at least extracting natural gas in yeah, a yeah. better way, done right, is actually a good thing. And, I wish and the interesting thing too is mm-hmm. at, the, at the end when she does kind of talk to the range people a little bit, in like one of the last chapters. I think since all this happened. Um, and I'm not sure if it's a matter of like them developing the technology or they just decided to employ it later. But now what they do is when they, when they use the fracking fluid and they have to get rid of the excess, which was in the pool, that was the, the whole problem in the story. Um, now what they'll do is put it back in a truck, take it, I think there's like a facility out in like Williamsport or something. They mm-hmm. treat it and then, you know, kind of recycle the water and then use that again to, to do the next drill, right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. don't have these big ponds of potentially... Oh toxic materials just chilling out there anymore right so yeah that, that's obviously the way you should do it compared to how they did it. that's no, the no doubt in my mind yeah mm-hmm. but it was the lack of so, regulation especially that like act or article 13 mm-hmm. that was let let them kind of just go yeah. without any kind of real supervision which led to trouble like this which was the, a, a great win from the book i really enjoyed that part and yeah yeah, the legal part was probably uh particularly interesting i think overall though i thought it was funny that uh it was presented as a husband and wife lawyer team and it's basically almost only kendra for like the majority of the book moral support from john moral support (laughs) i kind of saw it i'm gonna try to say this like more of so like let's say that we can make fracking like super safe or at least much safer. But I think that kind of is the same theme of, well, 99, let's go 99% of the residents of Amity like get $10,000 a month, right? Or something crazy. But this book is about that one family who like suffers for it. Mm -hmm. And should we care about her, right? Or should we care that like, well, I think the kid says it right at the end, like, am I the one that has to be sacrificed or maybe she says, am I the one that has to be sacrificed for everyone to like, to move forward, like the utilitarianism of it. Thank you, Emily. But so like the fracking part, like if you recycle the water and it gets precision, but then like, you know, it spills a little bit here. Is that worth negating the whole process? You know, because this is why and I'm, this kind of goes into why I, I thought about it as a six and then I bumped it to a seven because at the end, the part of it where even her parents are like, okay, like Stacy, like let it go. Like mm-hmm. everyone loses patience with her, including, she didn't explicitly say that Chris did, but she mentioned it like, like we can't yeah. even get right and um and then even the the son and the daughter and the the ashley who's the other daughter is like you know like i just got to move on with my life and there's a part of that but and i like how she brought up how happy um like was from vietnam and he got hooked by the government and he came back and he got hooked by the government again like with the mill shutting down but then he ended up taking natural or like natural resource 
money yeah, and right. he's the most money I've had in my whole life. And, and that's why that's, I really like this yeah. book because of the extreme, just the, it's literally such an extreme thought experiment, but it's like actually happening to these people. Like, is it worth to hold on to that bitterness and, you know, society let me down. Um, I don't know how she'll get her, uh, I don't know how she would find closure. And even if it's healthy, I don't even know if she's like, that's why this book confused me at the end because is I, she, is it even healthy? So like the, that's, so that's why I think, that's why I like, I, I, I respect your, uh, your opinion about like uh, the fracking and stuff is, yeah, you know, like there's definitely hierarchy of how bad you can mess up the environment. But I feel like the message of this book was, is it worth paying attention to that less than sign on the test results, you know, which standard practice. Yeah. Like you don't put it on there for whatever reason that you explain, Sarah, I believe you. Right. But like, that's why I think this book is like really internet perspective was really interesting like that. Yeah. I think that's spot on with like a lot of politics right now facing all of this. It's like, do you care about if there is an oil spill, like what happens if you do need to clean up? Or are you willing to risk that? So I agree. The thing is like at any point the company could have admitted fault and they could have like everybody seemed to know like all the subcontractors all knew that it was like a pit of death that was located on their property. It was like well known with everybody and the company knew and it's not like they didn't have the resources that they could have, you know, settled with her with like a fair amount and actually relocated them and said, you know, this is our bad or something. Like they would rather spend hundreds of thousands of dollars keeping it in litigation for a decade and then give them some like meager settlement that doesn't even like probably make up for the pain and suffering that they caused, that they suffered. And then like, just let it like, yeah, it's easy. It's like, it's like easy for us to say, let it go. But it's like, her like their entire lives were ruined and it's like this mega corporation that's like sponsoring everything in town and making all her neighbors rich but then they're like basically saying screw you <laughs> to her like legitimate problems you know putting like, provide a water buffalo yeah, part, like, yeah they were like actually gonna take that away from her <laughs> like are you kidding me <laughs> um, prove it. yeah like people don't just like develop cyanide poisoning from nowhere you know like the reason or why arsenic or whatever the reason why I wanted there. to do this book was because of the article that I found and I found and it, it and I went back and looked at it today and the settlement was 1.8 million dollars oh wow. if, meh. I think that's negligible for all the bullshit that they went through to be honest yeah. I mean I, I was thinking like what, what Spencer was saying it's like if they would have kept going and went to court with this, I like who knows if they could have a defended it to like because of what they could have done, and then two could have afforded it. Like whenever it, it almost became it like it became a sense like you had to be a little bit more pragmatic of like I have to let go of this financially, like because I can't really do it, which is a shame to say that you can't that one person can't really go against these mega corporations sometimes, which, which is, is like, sad. Yeah, so sad. Like the joke that they, wasn't there something in there where they, someone, some executive at one of the mm. companies like made a joke about not 
fracking near big houses because like yeah because they can oh mm -hmm. my god even Mm -hmm. if that's a joke like there's there's no doubt that they probably say that yeah but yeah or that the county couldn't even face them robinson i didn't know robinson like didn't have money i know i thought that yeah i was surprised by that too i I was really surprised i wonder if if there's like a difference like i there clearly has to be a difference between robinson and moon um i feel like moon would probably have the money but robinson you think so I would imagine. But Robinson that. has like all the like um, industrial parks. It has all the that, That's what I was thinking too. I was like, but they have. But maybe it's just there. a smaller area than mm-hmm. we realize. I guess I think that's probably, probably what it is. I don't know the lines. Shout yeah. <laughs> out to Dick Corporate for sponsoring this episode. Um, <laughs> the other, uh, the, the one part the where the maxim the latin one use your use your own so as not to injure your neighbor hmm. oh that came in that was like right in the middle when they're talking about the tragedy of the commons yeah. is that a thing the tragedy of the commons i never heard of that before yeah, this book. Like not a- the commons oh yeah i had never did you heard- go to college i'm sorry i'm not i'm not familiar with it either I learned about it in like my philosophy class. Well, I don't remember. I don't like remember it went along with like topic. utilitarianism and like. Like, is it is it like a what? Is it like a like a Greek philosopher? Like, I, I'd imagine it sounds very Plato. That's that's like a Renaissance philosophy thing, actually. I'm pretty sure, or like Enlightenment type thing. I'm sorry, um, but I, I the, the big mm-hmm. gist of it that I can remember is that. Uh, if you have a bunch of people who all are on kind of commonly used land, um, yeah. Yeah, the issue is, is that they'll basically kind of overwork and overuse it because they don't feel an ownership in any particular part of it, right? Um, so if everyone's trying to maximize it and if everyone has to share it, uh, then that's the detriment of everyone. But if you actually have private property, people own individual spots like this is mine, I need to sustain it for me then mm-hmm. everyone will be more productive and it'll work out better overall, even though they're, that creates disparities and they're not all sharing it, overall it's better. That's, I think that's rough. I, I read her, her chapter the other night. But I can't Which remember. makes sense water-wise uh, when I rethink about it um, in terms of like just this area alone, uh, especially with all our rivers, like, you know, the three rivers, like there was a point where like nobody owns the rivers and they just <laughs> used it at you know, however they saw fit and dumping whatever they thought into it. And it led to some pretty bad things. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can see that. Oh, I love the part about the Monongahela where they're just like, yeah. And you could tell that it was, people were just dumping feces because of all the corn that was floating in it. There's a poop joke. little fun fact, Eric, they probably left off the tour. Yeah, I don't think we did. I told you. Uh, she might have mentioned it, and I just <laughs> that part out. Is <laughs> look for the corn in the river. <laughs> don't swim it. Uh, yeah, I don't swim in rivers. <laughs> Even as a boy from the south, I don't swim in rivers. Yeah, People swim in rivers here, and it's the most disgusting thing ever. I've done it. It's fine. Yeah, you're disgusting too. <laughs> oh, I've swam in the lawn before. Well, not in the Pittsburgh's lawn. True. Up with. I was in the Yakagani. Mm-hmm. The yak's nice. I'm in the mond. I'm swimming the mond. 
that question about the EPA? I feel like I had a good, good thing and then I don't remember. What was your question, Kaylee? Are you asking a question, Kaylee? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were all like, yes. I said, what was that question about the EPA again? I thought of something, but now I forget. I was just asking what people thought about their action or lack thereof, or, you know, what they, about their, how they treated the situation, I guess. Okay, yeah. I, I immediately thought, well, like ill paid ill paid jobs like you know it is it is what it is sadly mm -hmm. i've met i mean i feel like down here in the south there's a lot of people like in some kind of environmental work and most of the people that i've talked to in that kind of thing that was like checking soil or whatever like they say most of the time it's just really working with big companies like Duke Energy, which mm -hmm. in, I don't know what the equivalent is back home, but like, and finding the bare minimum that they can get away with. So what Spencer was saying mm. with the ethics of the whole thing, it kind of, it, it ties back into like, okay, so then if you become this kind of like EPA agent or whatever, like how are you going to handle those situations? And I know in business school, they make you go through all these ethics classes and stuff, but in scientist school, are they doing that too? I probably take one thing yeah. about it, but yeah, of course. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I do. Like I do. I do. Best they can with the means that they have and their means is like really low. So Perfect. Like, I have to do what this giant company is saying. So yep. I will. Yeah, like they know how to talk, they know how to come in and like make big promises to like the localities of like, you're gonna, you're gonna see these big, you know, great uh, increases to like your property values and we're gonna pay all these different taxes, even though apparently in some cases they didn't even have to pay any taxes because of like whatever Pennsylvania regulations they had to, you know, try to get yeah. them to come in, which I don't really understand that. Like, what is the benefit of bringing industry to your state if you're not going to gain any of the tax revenue from it? But that's... Well, tax revenue can come from the, the people who are getting higher yeah. wage from the company, you know. That right. money then ends up being yeah. taxed yeah. from it's the like people that they get the incentive from, and that money gets spent in, you know, the local economy as well. And Yeah. Mm. I was just reminded of an article I read recently about how... Um, like companies like Lowe's or like Walmart come into a town and they make like promises about uh, like, you know, oh, this is how much like property tax you'll gain from our location here. And like, you know, we'll bring jobs to the area and stuff, but like it doesn't factor in the, the math of like how much decay that like statistically that area will experience over time because all the other smaller shops will dry up. And then like that area will basically dry up and then now Walmart is actually litigating to try to get their property values valued lower so that they'll have to pay less like toward the areas that they promised to bring these, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's just like what they do, you know, like they come in and take as much as they can and then they leave you with nothing. 
the part yeah, that I can speak to that, uh, Warren, because we got a Walmart when I was like in, I think right going into high school. And since then, like our mall is gone. I mean, it was dying anyway, but that was probably one of the final nails in the coffin. There's like no business downtown anymore. Mm-hmm. And Walmart's like the place people hang out at. Like people meet at Walmart to like be dumb teenagers and like loiter in the aisles and stuff. And like, that's just what like the community hub is now, which is, is weird and uh, probably uh, not ideal, so. Uh, Val, speaking to your part, like of the promises made, the, the, the one of the more disturbing parts of it, and again, not, again, I think everyone said like, not many surprises in this book, but just like kind of reminders of like, holy cow, but the, um, at that conference that she like went to, uh, not um, the like the, she, was, she like recorded it and then she like wrote the expose. It was like pro frack, it's like pro like yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah. And the, there, there were all those talks about um, those software companies that like are using like military grade like tracking to produce like the mapping um, information so that these uh, companies like range resources could like target the demographic better with information about what they were looking for, what they need there to like manipulate that story Mm -hmm. in a sense of exactly what, like to get into with the culture, you know? Um, So that kind of like that targeted marketing to like, and they were at the same time purposely leaving out you know some of the danger parts of it it's just it's like you just don't know like the societal culture's like it's just such a big influence of how people think you know and if they can be marketed and like manufactured that's the word people be manufactured like that in any one mm-hmm. way they're like it's just like oh. they're, they're like it's like they're shaking your hand with one hand and like stabbing you in the back with the other basically like they'll, hang their, they'll sponsor all of your local events and hang their banners and donate to your charities while they're poisoning your hair and your water and <laughs> like mm-hmm. leaving you out and ruining your your roads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, Spencer. I, remember, I know exactly what part you're reading, but I see. I came away with it thinking it's like that is like the scariest way you could possibly write. Oh, they had like competent PR, you know? Like, okay, right. put their banner on. Exactly. Yeah, sure. like what? That didn't, like they didn't like. I feel like that came off to me at least more alarmist than like dire i don't know but that's just my reading. no i mean i think um alarmist right. i think i think it's uh you know almost synonymous because i remember when i like in undergrad learning about how other countries like actively ban um marketing towards children under the <laughs> age of 16 like you it's just not it's they don't do it like it's of course and obviously we're talking about you know scandinavian countries where like life's perfect but you know it's like Uh, they deemed it unethical to any type of advertising at all you know um that might have changed in the last i think some companies or some countries don't even have billboards at all (laughs) like there's like no public space that that has like Mm -hmm. advertising so i agree with you Vito, because like we do live in like a capitalistic world and yeah like good for you if you can like come up with like the hook of why you think your product is great and range resources like all those people like they knew that they were bringing wealth like they there was no doubt in their mind and they're almost like incredulous like what's wrong with you people like we're trying to help you right but at the same time it's what's the 
like I like that Kaylee said that like you're in your MBA, you know, like what's the level of ethics or moral, I don't know, I don't say atonement or moral whatever to like make sure. So the part, and that's why I kind of agree that I don't, I don't want to use the word evil, but like, that's why I agree that range resources like withheld on purpose details that, and that to me is like somebody made that decision. And that's why I think like range resources was wrong, like morally wrong, you know? I think there's also an issue with like, we can say, yeah, that's good PR. They know what they're doing. Like, why wouldn't you hire that sort of sure. thing? Um, but this is also a community that like the main character or lady um, didn't even realize college was a thing until she was graduating. So it's like, are those people realizing that there are these techniques that can be used on them? Uh, or is it just like- I don't know, that, now I feel like that's like talking down to them. It's like, no, I you know. know. It, it sounds like that, but it's like- I mean, they have agency, she, that, you know, in, in, in the end. Like, I remember thinking at the very beginning and probably because I was at the beginning of a book that was gonna talk about how bad things were gonna turn out, where it was like, oh, I didn't bring a lawyer to this meeting where I signed my mineral rights away. I'm like, get the lawyer, like, like yelling at book. Like, what are you doing going in there without that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, yeah. But I think that speaks to the whole like classist thing that these poor people like don't know that there are these resources and that's like part of the problem because these giant companies come in and fuck them up. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, she has agency, but like, no, she probably didn't know that she, you know, why would she know? And that's not part of her world. Uh, and the culture, mm -hmm. not to like jump on that, but like the culture of Amity was you didn't really talk about what your was what you were gonna get. So it's not like they were, you know, she mentions like, you know, you might want to talk to the people on your block, like, hey, like maybe we should all go in on this and like we can get the most amount of money for our plots together. But when she was hurting, you know, there's such a mindset of like, why well, can't she didn't go to church? She's a single mom, she's working three jobs everybody in the community knows that she's doing all these things, but she still like feels that subsequent guilt that she's like, well, you know, you didn't go to the, you didn't go to the whiskey rebellion. So like, you know, <laughs> that's really <laughs> so her great I think the culture. Like, even if she did have the agency, like, I just don't see how the culture would have let her um, do those things, you know? And that was the chance that we saw in Maryland, like at the very end, that the lady was like, oh yeah, we like talked amongst our neighbors and figured out we don't want to do this, like canvassing to not do this. Whereas they didn't do that in the beginning. Yeah, like she was basically like a guinea pig for like the world to see what, what the negative effects could be for like your specific area. You know, it's not all just like, green fields and blue skies that you're seeing on the post on like on like the the poster or whatever now, <laughs> on the pamphlet did i interpret this part wrong where they're like the, the difference between like washington counties being like a national like criminal offense and flint is the fact that it was all private property and flint was it like was private oh. water you know, yeah that was it was yeah. water so it was a the Flint's the Flint situation was affecting public water and city yeah, water. Yeah, it's public pipes. Yeah, that was the mm -hmm. issue. Because 
Yeah. You know, like it's the difference between throwing something in the Pittsburgh rivers and most of Allegheny County is on public sewage and public water. Whereas yeah. some of these places have their own wells. Yeah. 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 Which we is have, also why they couldn't prove yeah. that one guy's like, yeah, there's, it's not tested because you don't need to have it. Plus, tested. And, he, and he had his like whole junkyard. And yeah. too, so that gave them like, that's a, well, it could be this, like you can't prove otherwise. But if it was public, like it would have been tested yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the thing like, your own well. And then it's like, how would you feel then if you did all that, put the money into it, had it for yourself? And then the government had to come and say, well, we're taxing you on this, even though no one else uses it. Right. That's one of those things. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Right. It's society. It's the society. But seriously, though, it's like these, this is, I don't know, this, this book was really. Even my score is going to go up after the conversation, but because like this conversation, like this, this book was so like niche. And, but usually, I think that's like the point of the NPR stuff, right? Like the, what's the segment called? I, I barely listen. Emily listens to it more than me. The My American, American whatever. Life. Yeah. Like, it's important did to you know just say it like this American life? You, did, you said it exactly like the guy did. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Glass. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Somebody played a joke on me and they were like, oh my God, I think that's Ira Glass. And I was like, where? And yeah, I freaked out. And yeah. I would too. I would too, Emily. I love him. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> I must say, I was a little annoyed by Stacey's not, not like her inability to move past. Like, I mean, obviously there was it's a huge thing that happened to her and her family but I was like pissed off that she like still wasn't married to Chris and like you know she just like wasn't moving on at all and like I don't know so I have um I this is what I've been thinking about all day just like because I finished this book yesterday and I at the night I was like man like she's still stuck and so many people like I don't know I'm thinking like like psychologically like she's never really been acknowledged at least that's the version that we were given from her like her parents even from like growing up right because if her father had PTSD um there's already automatically there's trauma in the house meaning that she like was never validated with certain things like she have to be quiet because you don't want to you don't want to poke the bear dad right i don't want to make dad mad so like if i'm upset about something i automatically have to hold that in then her mom disillusioned her whatever like don't even think about college like that's well out of your range then the marriage broke up then the son got sick so i can't even do that right and then i'm a nurse my son's sick i can't figure it out so the one area of industry that she did have in nursing and medicine like she couldn't figure it out but neither could like the other doctors and stuff because no one knew apparently so then it's like literally like she's a fascinating woman that she has to cling on to this because it's the, no one will no one will just side with her and oh, I don't know what it yeah. would take I have clients like this that are just stuck, stagnant, that have been called lazy, they've been called stubborn, they've been called whatever, scared. But at the end of the day, no one has ever been on their side. 
and like whatever hole she has. And then there's the part in there where she like, won't she kind of went to counseling, but then she decided to go to counseling, but she won't take meds because that means that they won. And it's mm-hmm. that self-individualism to get over it. Again, she feels like she's alone. She knows that she's alone, her against the, the world. Against and, and, but for good reasons, right? The whole town turned against her, like everything. So her whole life has been this one tragedy of insecure attachment after insecure attachment after insecure attachment. And now she's attached to this idea that can't trust anybody. So no, she's never gonna let it go. That's my- I was gonna opinion. say, it's, it's become her identity at that point. Because it's the only consistent thing in her life. The only consistent thing in her life is that nothing's ever worked out. So why would- Say that again? And Chris. <laughs> Yeah, she won't marry. Right, right. And what does she say? No, but what does she say about him? Like he could make me laugh. Like he makes me laugh. So like I think that's on the spectrum of zero to complete trust. He's like at a six, you know, because she won't let herself take that extra step and get married because it won't be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So okay, I'm fascinated by her. (laughs) I'm like trying to shut you down on this, like. Like just end it, okay? No, <laughs> I just didn't get. I mean, I started out in my ratings like main character, meh, like because you just know you just know people like that from that area, and it's kind of like Allison was saying, like the type of people that doesn't that won't drive outside of their own uh, area that they've been driving in their whole life and can't drive like down Main Street because there's too much traffic. What three cars, and it's just like. It's nice to have that kind of perspective that Spencer, Spencer, that Spencer is sharing because I don't, it's not like automatic empathy for that kind or like a fascination of like trying to figure out like, okay, like what's, what's going on in her life that she just cannot ever trust. And Mm -hmm. I was like, me, I was like, I, I don't, I don't really care, but, um, when you say it like that, it's like, it is make, does make this story for what it is for this to be, it says a story of one family or whatever. Um, that kind of makes it, it, it makes the book make more sense. Cause it's not like, it's supposed to be about this lady's trail. I don't know. It's like a biography. But also you're a little long-winded now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was fired gotcha. up. I thought it, I thought about everybody today about this. I told I literally told everybody today about this book. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> quiet. Um, you, yeah. Doctor Fox me. is my family doctor, <laughs> by the way. Oh yeah, he was my. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He took care of my grandma, my dad, me, my sister, and not me anymore. But he just retired, so it was good to get a little up there. <laughs> Shout out, Doctor Fox. Paul says hi. Our sponsor tonight. Does this lady's like, I feel like, unless you're like Spencer, just like really into like the humanity of this one, like a, a person. I feel like even with a book, this lady won't get closure because she just can't, like, she'll never. It like doesn't mean anything. Like I feel like like there's a million books. Like I don't know. It's nice to have this book and spend I mean, some of this like good I mean, TV series, but like 
I'll tell you another one. I feel like you didn't add anything. I don't know. No, for for me, I think I think it it kind of ends up all tying into the whole story of her kind of being that kind of her and her family being that guinea pig. I think it can provide this, at least for for me, it's a story of an underdog too, right? Um, Eventually, did they get what they should have gotten? No, but did things kind of work out a little, you know? So it's like, it's probably the most realistic underdog tale (laughs) <laughs> of, of like 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 it's very real right um, it's not disney I mm-hmm. get what yeah and so like it, whenever you read these stories about people who, who like really in the end i i like this is somebody who didn't give up on yeah. their family which yeah. was really cool to 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 see like they had a lot of drive and heart to keep going and keep pushing like that a lot of people would have given up a lot of earlier so I did really appreciate that about her character and like, well, literally her character, you know? Yeah. The, the one thing I did really like, and I think it's like kind of a, a weird notion for like modern people to really grasp is the sense that she was tied to the land and mm-hmm. the desire to pass down that kind of pastoral way of living and the importance of it to her children and, you know, people are saying, like, why don't you leave? And, like, that's, I mean, while you're reading it, you can't, I, I can't, I'm like, I'm just, just leave, man. Just, like, you can go somewhere else. But, sure. I mean, something to be said for, like, that part of it being lost, right? Like, there's this family legacy in this 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 actual physical space, like, that like, gives it some kind of more heft um, that, and, and when you think of that being, that, not just the, the concept, the thing itself being, like, violated, like, that is really what can turn that's what turns that devotion towards something else, right? Because it's, uh, th- there's something very powerful and like almost spiritual about that, about being tied to that place that mm-hmm. uh, you can't wrap your way out of. You know, you're going to stay and fight for that. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with this book was the abrupt ends to stories and then like the transitions into new ones. Like whenever... Harley was being tested for what yeah. he had his endoscopy and then they like say oh he has bacteria and one of them might be gonorrhea yeah um, I know I was like uh <laughs> like I see that's gonorrhea and then it just changes to so Stacy got her tubes tied <laughs> and like I felt like there was a bunch of different little stories that like was that like, and it's like, like oh but the drugs and an opioid crisis some there are some yeah. paragraphs that transitioned with like screeching breaks sometimes yeah <laughs> it did read like that yeah so i had difficulty with that anytime something's like that though I, I wonder if like you know it had to be a certain amount of pages or yeah just the structuring of it or, you notice that with james connor's book i do have one, one question I, I just thought of that i didn't realize i didn't know if anyone else caught something I missed or something like that. Did we ever get an explanation or even like a theory by the family why was the boy's name Harley? Was that his name? Why was he so sick but Paige like wasn't and like barely mentioned? Like they they have it on the side in some places where it's like, oh, well she was active. So she like, you know, had- But he was too. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we don't don't feel quite right. But that's a kind of like a very like almost Mm -hmm. subjective, like kind of flowery type, you know. Well, the healing, not healing right was- 
I took that as she is sick. Oh, but see, that's the thing. It's like it's like tying all those issues together when like Harley's is obviously like way more severe. Yeah. And like Paige, like we do we do did I miss that or is that just kind of unexplained? Did mention like, that like because he spent so much time at the home trying to recover, it actually made things worse. Whereas um, like that could be. Paige yeah. would go to school and probably drink better quality mm-hmm. water and breathe better air and stuff like that. He was always just like it's sitting like, there in that that yeah. fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, just I, I didn't know if there was like a, if there was even a theory there, because I, I, that was a question I got even at the end. It was like, why is that the case? So I could be true. Yeah. She was breathing that fourth grade Mr. Alderson's air. <laughs> Total write up. So pure. <laughs> I'm really creepy, and I did find them all like on Facebook and, and stuff like that. Oh my God. <laughs> How are um, you thinking about that? <laughs> Pretty well. So um, it looks like Stacy actually did get married. Oh, and wow. she's um she, there was like a little piece in the observer reporter that was done by her done about her last year. It was like the woman behind the mask, like because of the pandemic. Um, and it was like it was featuring different people at the Washington Hospitals. So they did a little thing on her and then it showed a picture of like their whole family. And then it looks like mm-hmm. Harley's engaged. And oh, Paige wow. works at Washington Chevrolet. Wow. You go. Like, thanks for that. We could have just like called Stacy and asked her to be <laughs> be a part of this. <laughs> you can come out now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That'd be great. Our real sponsor. <laughs> Brendan runs away. <laughs> I, would, I would die. I would literally die. <laughs> But yeah, we have like there were a couple, couple mutual friends, the Bedillians, um, Catherine and uh, what's her other what's her name, Catherine Bedillion and um, no, her no. sister. There was like, she was like I my age. Hmm? Was Tyler Bedillion in that family? I don't know. There were two girls, but anyway, um, I can see her face. I can't remember. Friends. So are they all like your age? Younger than me. Younger than you guys. Mm-hmm. Younger. They're a little yeah. younger. Okay. They said I think he graduated high school what in like 2015, 2014. Yeah. I think 14. Mm-hmm. So we all Kaylee graduated what? You were 2011 or 2010. So I'm um, 2011 and I always remember it because when Spencer graduated he got those cool glasses and when I graduated like a one I was like <laughs> <laughs> that is something to be sad about <laughs> I would be sad it was 007 yeah that's that's me super cool James Bond <laughs> that's pretty cool Oh yeah, that was the theme of the year. Oh wow! Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the secret, like the magnifying glass on the planet. Mm -hmm. I remember. It was. We had a. Yeah. I had a big center page in that one. Sophomore year, dude. Got a center page every year. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. That reminded me of like signing a yearbook but we next could, book uh, club is the 2011 to the whiskey rebellion maybe stacy will sign these <laughs> <laughs> oh man next book club is a trinity high school 
uh, your book. Anybody? Any other cues, Al? Uh, no. <laughs> Do we want to really? rate it? Yeah, let's let's get our our, our post discussion ratings going. I think eight. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> An eight. You you increased it. I more? Mm -hmm. okay. I'll, uh, I'll stick with my four. <laughs> I, yeah, four out of five. Okay. Did they say my I'll go, I'll go seven out of ten. I think I was an eight before. I think yes. I'm going to go seven just because of the um, what um, Sarah and Brendan were talking about with like the not focusing at all on the other side to see like just to hear both sides of the story even though I think I agree with Stacy's side of the story yeah I'll say eight I'll give it the 0.5 bump up to mm -hmm. two and a half solely because I think Spencer sold me that Stacy's story as a person is probably, even though I think it might have focused too much on it, I can now, I can really understand, yeah, maybe she is compelling enough that an author who like lived with her for that long would feel compelled to write that much. Like I can kind of see it a little bit more now than I could before. So I'll give it a little bump. Yeah, I'll give mine a tiny bump to 2.75. <sighs> I know, big bump. Um, because whenever I was reading it, Stacy was a Karen in my head yes that's what i was saying that's karen energy that's yeah that and true. so i think this discussion made me get past that more but like i feel like my original rating was because i was excited for it for a book club um whereas if i read this on my own i don't think i would have had the same impact or thought the same way yeah but for a book club i think it's a good discussion book so 2.75 I'm going to bump mine up half a point for pretty much exactly the same sorts of things that you guys were saying too. get, I didn't think of her as like a Karen, but I was just like, Stacy, why are you making this decision? Like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? But like, I think that was just my own fault for not understanding her well enough. So that was helpful. Thanks. I'll, I'll keep it at my 3.75 out of five. Uh, was considering a bump down given like I would like a more even just uh, like you know kind of telling of the story but I think I feel comfortable with my my score. I was also going to stay maintain my speed straight out of three because I feel like that's what Stacy would do. She wouldn't she wouldn't be able to get up there. You can leave me at a three. If, uh, if I think Same that's, reasoning. That's a, that's a bump up. Oh, then then take it back down. Whatever I said. <laughs> I've never. I enjoyed the conversation, but that was a lot of referencing things that I did not understand. Or oh, were we not the Washington? Model? I was. That was like I was sitting at the. I was sitting at a different lunch table, listening to you guys have your conversation. Because <laughs> oh, I got, okay. I got none of that. I mean, it was very interesting, and I found some of the stuff that you pointed out 
while we were there that I was like, oh, okay, it makes more sense now, in this context. Was our lunch table the cool kids table? No, or... <laughs> oh, so you were the you were the losers, and I was listening to think about things oh, to make my. fun of you about later. <laughs> Eric, I don't think any individual person has got a more concentrated dose of Western PA in the past like, summer. Than uh, it's did. it's been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is true. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to lose. You're going to have to come back. up for the fair next year. <laughs> He's yeah. got to come up. <laughs> We're all going to the fair now. Oh, boy. It's over now. It just yeah, ended. It. Yeah. Just that's, just, that's just a reminder that you guys are welcome here at any time. I don't have to keep coming up there. Do you have the Washington Fair? Uh, no. <laughs> we have the Upper Carolina State Fair. Um, all right. Yeah. That's, I, I'll leave mine in what it was. Oh, the Civil War. I had to, I've had to spend like, this is off topic now, but I did have to spend like 15 minutes one day explaining what ag days was to Eric. <laughs> like, it's like mm -hmm. people bringing stuff to the mall. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> like, random that. stuff that shouldn't be outside. Let's bring the outside stuff inside for a day. I do remember the first time I went to the mall and they were there. I was very confused <laughs> and I was probably like 10. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's happening? So why I could the, see how an why adult. Does the mall smell bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that stuff that doesn't happen other places? Apparently. <laughs> 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 So are we spinning the wheel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. like, I was so happy you said it was live. I'm like, finally. I think there are five. Yeah. Because we have Brendan's, Emily's, Spencer's, and Matt's. Yes. Yep. yep, five left. Oh, Kaylee's. And Kaylee's, yes. Are we going to finish it? Oh, God. Is this just only one year's worth of Do we pick? Well, we did skip one, uh, one month. Oh, uh, yeah. We did Drew's book the one month. We wasted it on Drew. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yes. James Potter left. Why do we even read that? <laughs> I didn't. All right, ready? Ready. That was the purest joy. Something. What is? What no, is she's not gonna go to sleep tonight. She's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we put together a PowerPoint. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Just when she thought she could quit. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It horrible. The funny thing was, this was one of the few books that we were able to like. We have a, a little used bookstore, and we were like, like a quarter. We were like, let's go see if we can find any. So we found Spencer's book. We found Mr. K's. Mr. K. Shout out to Mr. K's, also a sponsor. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, her Kaylee's book was one of the few like she was just like, oh, see if you can find it. And I just happened to like look down. You tripped on. I found it. I, 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 yeah, right, yeah. I was holding the door open at the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy was throwing it in the garbage as we were walking in. I need that. Okay, need so that. why? what is this book? What is the book called? And, and why did you want this book? I don't remember. Hold on, I'll go get it. <laughs> it has a, um, 
not like a catchy title. It's called Priceless, How I Went Undercover to Rescue the World's Stolen Treasures. Oh yeah. Priceless, that's a great title. Robert K. Whitman, founder of FBI Art Crime Team. So what is the book about? What did you, why did you choose this? Basically, you know? I, I am like obsessed with art theft and stuff. And this sounded like it'd be something that, I don't think it's all about art actually, it's just world's treasures. Um, this would be something to just like dip your toes in for people that aren't in the world of art theft. Which Kaylee is super into, she's going to steal a painting at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by some museum somewhere. So, it's about, so it looks like Robert K. Whitman, the guy that wrote the book, was uh, worked for the FBI art crime team. So he talks, I guess, about some of the stuff that he worked on while he was uh, working on that team. Oh, there's pictures of it. Another reason I picked the book. I there's love pictures. Pictures. <laughs> That's oh, spoiler. He looks like the kind of guy, okay, can't, okay. Is this a textbook? No. No, it's a, and it was, it's not like it wasn't one of those New York That'd be cool bestsellers. Yeah. yeah. What isn't a New York Times bestseller? So, it's gonna be quick, I, I'd say, um, but also like something more interesting, hopefully. Speaking of that, I do not feel like this book we just read, read deserved the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Hot, hot take on this one. I did look, I found out her husband does work at the Columbia School of Journalism and is on the board who selects the Pulitzer Prize. Hopefully he recused himself. <laughs> recused himself. <laughs> that last statement was sponsored by Ranger Resources. <laughs> I take section. I don't really know what the qualifications of the Pulitzer Prize are, just like being really good. Uh, yeah, I wonder what the, uh... Yeah, yeah I don't know either. I don't know. I wouldn't put it in that category particularly, but I sorry, liked it. Sorry, Eliza. But, uh, sorry. All right, everybody. Yes! Right. Looking it up. Well, good night. All right. All right. Another chapter turned. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like that. All right, I'm hanging out. All right. Bye. Bye.